on location in Washington, D.C. What's the Russian ambassador have to say about this? Who really cares? It's, an, it's a good opportunity. And, um, and, I, and I suppose he might be very, very unhappy about it. And that's just too bad because the world isn't happy with Russian genocide. Frankly, uh, we're sick of it. So let's, uh, let's, let's be truth to power. Let's do things we've never done. I know tonight I'm going to have uh, my mother-in-law's chopped liver. Usually I gag when I smell it, but I figure why not? I'll make her feel good. Uh, tell her I love it. And I can't taste the damn thing. It's amazing. Go, Heliana. Sorry about the COVID. That's really awful, um, Yehuda. Have we, so I have not been listening in um, of late uh, in the last maybe hour or two or three, but um, have we talked about, there have been um, strikes on ammo depots, I believe, of the Russians. Um, A whole bunch of them, four of them in uh, occupied Ukraine. And, and is it, so where would those be? Have have we talked about that recently, or yeah. I think one was in Papazna. Uh, one was in Papazna. One was, uh, I'm not sure now, Donetsk City maybe. Um, anyone want to help me out? Feel free. I don't know. There's three behind Russian lines, weren't there? Uh, there was one. Oh, there were Russian lines in Ukraine, though. There was foreign occupied. Ah, forgive me. Both. Forgive me. Forgive me. Yeah, and they also hit Volgograd, so that's in Russia. But um, yeah, no, I know there are four in, in actual. Ukraine that the Russians are controlling and oopsie daisies, you know, HIMARS in full effect. Let's just say that HIMARS in full effect. Let's see the Russians, uh, you know, move forward without any ammunition, all their artillery shells. Bye bye. And I think the Russia, I think the Ukrainians are so smart at that. They're just so clever. They've obviously got great targeting information from, uh, uh, from friends who care. And, uh, I think, uh, people, again, some, uh, Strange person that some of the people in this room comment on. He's a, supposedly a journalist, and his name is Tracy something, or his last name is Tracy, I don't know. He seems to be an angry person who hates Ukraine, and he's mocking. He says, another strategic victory for U- uh, Ukraine. Uh, they lose uh, uh, a chance for some stupid comment like that. Obviously, the man's not in the military. He doesn't understand a damn thing about you know what the Ukrainians have to do to affect change, um, how they have to... Uh, conduct delays and mobile defenses in order to trade space for time, um, but I'm sure I'm sure the blowing up of these huge ammo depots uh, is lost on the man. God help him, uh, Adrian. Uh, I just wanted to help you out. His name is Michael Tracy, and uh, everybody who's serious in the OSINT community and serious journalist uh, call him the deservedly call him the butter goblin. Because uh, <laughs> what? butter goblin? Why? Uh, because he's a little bit pudgy, and he spent the beginning of the invasion in Poland hiding behind fences, behind the fences, and uh, photographing Humvees that everybody could see, and uh, presenting them as this huge NATO conspiracy to uh escalate the war in ukraine or something like that nobody took him seriously nobody seriously takes him seriously but he does have a following who uh pay his substack so i rail on this often uh, about lefty so-called lefty journalists who have gone completely mad since the invasion and uh, just uh translate kremlin propaganda for substack and patreon money but yeah butter goblin that's his name. Amazing. Well, there you go. So I, I didn't know even know who he was, but I think people in the room, uh, I saw them like or they commented on something he said. Obviously, it wasn't positive. They were they're making fun of him in a way. And then I should see um, these comments, and I thought, is this guy just nuts? Just doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. He said something clearly, uh, so clueless this the other day. Apparently, at the NATO press conference, Erdogan fielded his question. And uh, he said Erdogan is the only uh, leader in NATO who is speaking about peace. So he doesn't really seem to realize that much. And he also rails about press freedom, this butter gobbling guy. And he doesn't seem to be informed that much that Turkey imprisons more journalists than China actually does. So, you know, that's the level. So he's he, very should talk, he should talk to Mitty. You know, just know to find out who actually invented ISOL. Over everyone's head there, Axel, at least my head. Let's go to Princess. 
Hey, Yehuda, I'm sorry to hear about your COVID, but if you lost your taste, how would you know? Did you ever really have any? Yeah, yeah, Axel made that joke already. Already, her, her. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I'm here with Axel, so that says a lot. Well, you know, he was at the War of 1812 for what I just heard earlier. Um, the uh, couple of questions I had, um, actually one question, one comment. Is this going to be live streamed somewhere for like people with multiple devices where they could, you know, YouTube stream it on their big, huge flat screen TV and listen to the Walter report at the same time? Yeah. So I'm not going to get into those details yet. Cause that's the only thing that's a little iffy right now. And, uh, you know, the Russians have ability to be jerks and block things. Right. So we'll find out soon enough, give it another little bit and we'll be good to go, but you will be, Okay. We will we will be posting a link for your um, for everyone's uh, listening pleasure. Uh, come on in, join the line. Perfect. Yeah, it'll be great. Perfect. Thing. And then the other comment I had actually is, you know, um, I'm sure there are still some people who are on here who listened this afternoon to the um, to the gentleman who escaped with his family from Kursan. Is it Kursan? Yes. Sorry, I'm tired. Um, and his story was very, very impactful. Um, and, and I, you know, if you want to talk about something while, um, while that's going on, I think that, you know, sharing a little bit about what we heard today about him and his family escaping and some of the horrors and, and things that, uh, he described to us would be a good thing. But at the same time, it would be, you know, just as valid to, to talk about the, uh, horrors that we witnessed in Bucha and Irpin and in many other places. So, um, you know, I, I, I just, uh, that, that, uh, time today was very, very special with him. And, and I think it's fresh in my heart and in my mind. So it was just something that came up as far as, as far as a topic for what we could, uh, discuss on the panel, uh, while that's happening. Sorry, I was just feeling some questions there. Uh, Axel or Ben, if you have that. And Sorry, have you developed taste now for French and German? Me? No, not never. See, there you go. Ben, hello. Um, just the only thing I can contribute is the fact that uh, the gentleman who talked this afternoon for uh, was named Serhi. Thank you. I thought that was his name, but I didn't want to mess it up. That's all right, Heather. And by the way, if I may add one thing, it's not just four ammunition depots. That's just the list of the last 24 hours. Prior to that, there's another seven. So we are now at 11 ammunition depots. That's beautiful. And Misfit made a very beautiful post about uh, the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and the orcs going bye-bye, losing their lair. That was it. 11 just in one weekend? Since uh, Thursday, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that qualifies as a weekend. Um... If you're in Spain, um, we're all when does the French weekend end? Wow. I mean, on what day of the week does the French weekend end? Actually, we're working really hard sometimes. <laughs> it's a four-day weekend for me. I have dual Canadian and U.S. citizenship, so I can celebrate Canada Day on Friday and the 4th tomorrow. So that, that's what Fantastic. It's a long uh, July weekend. There. You have it. Wrap it. Some new people have joined the the stage while Yuda is uh, polishing his uh, special operation. Um, who wants to take the mic? Uh, David, maybe? You have a wonderful smile on your, on your picture. I was just going to, since nobody has their hand up, um, amplify what Prince said about the amazing conversation today with the family from Ukraine who escaped and to let people know that we are, um, my understanding is that we're trying to cut together that um, that audio and put it up on our YouTube channel as soon as possible, like going ahead of the queue of other speakers that we've had is my understanding because it was very, very moving and um, very important for people to hear more of what people have been experienced at, experiencing at the hands of the Russian invaders. Um, and I just wanted to insert that. Um, so 
people, please put your hand up if you'd like to say something. Ben, did I hear you call me before? Sorry. I did. I was saying that you had a wonderful smile and probably a lot of things to share with us. Well, you know, these avatars always lie. I haven't smiled in years. I'm just kidding. David, um, he's a French tease. I know. I know. I got that. No, I just, um, I think tonight's event is is really quite critical. Uh, you know, we, we, meaning the collective, we have a tendency to set, set aside in our minds the most horrible, horrible things that happen. And it's easy to sort of push that off. But we all know, and it's discussed in this space, to this space, enormous credit, um, the death, the, the murder, the rape, uh, the pillaging of, of children, of, of women, of men. It's just incredible, what incredibly horrific what these Russians, Russian invaders are doing. And, and tonight is an attempt, I think, to, to reemphasize that this is really about human beings. Of course, it's about Ukraine and its sovereignty and the illegal invasion of a peaceful sovereign nation um, by, by, by uh, there's all kinds of horrific words I could sum up, but we can all just use our own adjectives, uh, the, the, the Russians. And, you know, it's, it's a moment to, to, to sit back and say, look, this is what it's all about. We, we cannot allow this kind of criminality and genocide and war criminal criminality to continue anymore in this world so i'm very proud of this space for standing up standing up for what's right and showing and speaking truth to power tonight i think that's what's really critical so if everyone who's listening can take a few minutes or seconds i should say and tweet out the space tweet out that it's a special event tonight um that we will be educating uh the world and imposing the truth on the russians i think that that's kind of the way i look at it so that's really ben all i think all that comes to mind at the moment i'm too i'm looking forward to to this evening and waiting uh with bated breath to see how this goes thank you Dan. ben how annoyed would you be if you sit there as whoever the attache for or the cultural attache as they call them in that end and someone i'm sorry the question is over or did you just skip a bit i questioned you my friend mon cher i asked you what would happen to you if you were the cultural attache and somebody would highlight you and make your building go like boom well first of all i'd be very glad because uh if you want to be honest uh i'm a russian um a civil servant and life is pretty boring for me so <laughs> Anything that breaks the pattern is good. Uh, secondly, I come that that's free electricity, and that's always good. Uh, third, it gets me to see some of the handsome guys from um, from uh, the Walter Report, uh, because I'm sure they're very handsome. Uh, and, you know, beauty is beauty, so just feast, feast on the eye. So I count them as a complete win. Yeah, Ben, I'm going to push back against that handsome part because I was looking at Yehuda's picture there when you said that. <laughs> so, same. The funny thing is, they couldn't be further from the truth. These are very jealous men. Uh, you got to be honest with you. <laughs> the room is green. It's all green with envy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I hope uh, people are excited for tonight. It's a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, It's going to be uh, it's going to be great. Uh, it's a great message, and the symbolism isn't lost on the on everything on what it means for Ukraine, what it means for the support that all of you have given us here. Uh, you've made this all happen. So this is, um, you know, and hopefully more to come. Let's just leave it at that. We have some uh, some great uh, plans ahead, and uh, we look forward to bringing more and more of this to you. Uh, and uh, and I think it's time. You know, the information war is real, and it has proper effect. Things will turn. You know, you'll see the the results of these actions because the Russians are doing everything in their power to dissuade people like us. Up, and uh, we won't we won't be cowed by them. You're perfectly right. Um, before we 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 potentially uh, crowdsource what we should be talking about, um, I'd like to. Uh, thank uh, the Walter Report as a whole for uh, 
checking my ID on board because I went to the Russian embassy, well, not the one in Washington, the less important one, uh, on the day after the sinking of the Moskva and uh, give them a, a little serenade. So, yeah, well, I, thank you for, for uh, how, do you, how do I say, copy is the, is the best of compliments, something along those lines. Um, so, people, what should we talk about? Adrian, you're an artist, you start. Oh, why start with me? Okay, I have a thought. Uh, I think it's important uh, if you call out the acts of genocide, Russia doesn't care about that, obviously, but it's important to call them out and maybe people who are listening and not watching to understand that Russia doesn't care about that. Uh, but Russia cares about respect a lot and fear a lot. It likes to be feared, especially in the West and respected by the West. And I think it should be pointed out that in the last almost four months, it has completely lost the respect of the world. And this is a new reality that will persist a hundred years. And um, it's basically because they chose to pursue a war. They could have been had fear and respect. I mean, they already had it somewhat before the invasion, except in Ukraine and Eastern Europe, of course. But uh, in the West, uh, they had an image, and that image has completely crumbled. And I think uh, that's something that kind of hurts them, if you remind them. What would be the best way to remind them of this? We can have a, a laugh. What would be the best would probably would be to have 100 Ukrainians just laughing at them nonstop for an hour. But short of this, what would you recommend? Uh, I think there are guys more clever than me here who would come up with better. I just threw the start of the idea. So, yeah. and it's oh, four, four, in, four in the morning here almost. I might fall asleep before then. It's so. late. It's late. No, no. The truth is, this isn't going to be about laughing. This is going to be about hard hitting comments, discussion. There will be a crowd listening to us, right? So, we're not, you know, the best thing to do would be to take this opportunity to show what all of these, you know, people from around the world that come to Walter Report every day, all of the intelligent conversation, the dissection of, 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 of the facts, um, the analysis. And, uh, and, and so we're not a rabble rabble sophomores. We want the Russians to know that we are truck drivers, farmers, doctors, lawyers, right wing, left wing, everyone in between, good people, average people, French people even. Uh, we have everyone here. Sorry about that, Ben. We have everyone here who uh, de- who represent a cross section of humanity, and uh, and we're not we're not a we're not a cookie cutter. You know, we're not one monolith of people. We are disparate people, uh, geographically, but culturally, economically, politically, um, religiously. We have all of these different people, but one thing unites us, one thing, one common thread, justice for Ukraine, freedom and territorial integrity restored for Ukraine and her people. And that's something that's more scary to the Russians than anything else. If this was a meme war, and those little dogs, I see these little, I don't know what even dogs they are, these little terriers or something, they're the snouts, and they're popping up all over my timelines. I don't even care for it. And, um, you know, this isn't what that's about, you know, leave the meme wars for the, uh, meme wars for the meme lords. Let's, let's show them that, um, they haven't fooled anyone and, and we're a pretty unique group of people because we are different. This isn't uh, a rally for a political leader. This is a group of amazing people with different perspectives all on board to say enough's enough, enough to Russian aggression. We do not want to see a new Russian empire threaten world peace, and it's over. And we, 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 we come with an open heart and mind for those of us who aren't as knowledgeable about certain topics. We, we, we learn, we share, we teach, and, um, and they can't accuse us of being sycophants or mindless automatons we are we are quite a diverse and sophisticated crowd, and I think that that fact in itself, the Walter Report, Maria Aid, all of us, it makes us so powerful because they can't just dismiss us. Well, it's just a bunch of lefties. Well, it's just a bunch of righties. Well, it's just a bunch of centrists. It's a bunch of everyone, and we're done. Adrian. 
You made an excellent point, Yahuda. I believe, although I enjoy myself some nice trolling, sometimes I believe this is the kind of occasion where the discussion should be at the highest level that we are accustomed here at the Walter Report space. And we should keep it that way. And exactly, I think uh, political divisiveness is a thing that is uh, um, a difficult topic in the US and in other places. And it should be highly emphasized that uh, we are lefties and conservatives, uh, as you said, from many different spectrums and many walks of life that simply understand one simple fact, no matter what we believe in. And if in real life we might disagree on many things, uh, we just uh, see genocide happening in uh, Ukraine and uh, we abhor it. And we believe that any decent human being, no matter if they're upset about spending or about what their country is doing, should morally be against genocide. And Russia is committing genocide and they should be made very clear to the crowd. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a hard sell. I mean, there's very few people that are on the fence with genocide. Uh, well, it's maybe, no, no one's on the fence with genocide. The only people on the fence with genocide are people denying it's even happening, and that's pretty much Russia and her supporters. Let's go to Ricardo. Yeah, I just actually asked these speakers uh, to talk about topics, and I think you guys have answered it. So I'm going to drop down. If I have anything to input uh, at some point, I'll just ask to speak again. But I think that was my question is, you know, what was going to be the demeanor tonight, and how do we how do we go about it? And I like what you said. We need to go on as usual and be serious. Uh, or we could talk about his mistresses, but I don't know if that would be too good. All right, I'm going to drop down. Thanks. Thanks, Ricardo. Yeah, no, good point and totally on board with that. Hope Nick's awake. I know he's past his bedtime in England, but uh, maybe you can contribute when we kick off. Go ahead, David. Oh, David or Donnie. I can't hear David, so maybe. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Okay. Now I can. Okay. So um, I wanted to piggyback off of what was just said. And, and I want to say, first of all, you know, look, many of us have been here since the beginning, the very beginning, and many of us, you know, have joined. All, all of us have, have, have heard internal, you know, disagreements. We have robust debate here, which is appropriate. Um, but I think tonight it's critical that we stand as one. This is about Ukraine. This is about its sovereignty. This is about the, the, the you know, the, the criminal invasion. This is about the children, hundreds of thousands of children that have been kidnapped from their homes. This is about the people who've been murdered. And I think, you know, when, when folks look at the, the, you know, the projections tonight and see what's being projected, they'll see how, how, how serious uh, this is. I mean, that's a reminder to the Russians in my head. And I, I've gone through the, the, the projections myself. And it is a reminder to the right, that once this war is over, what they've done is not over. And what they've done will be remembered for eternity, the war crimes, the genocide. So tonight, you know, I mean, this space is always about serious business uh, about Ukraine. But tonight is the, fo the focus, the focus is, is the Walter Report as one. And we stand united. We stand united in support of Ukraine, in support of its people, in support of freedom throughout the world. And standing up, Ukraine is fighting for us, is fighting for the world against um, a totalitarian, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is to describe Putin, um, just, you know, a monster, a uh, criminal, you name it, fighting against that kind, of, that kind of behavior. It's not the first time, sadly, in the history, uh, recent history of the world that we've seen such things. It's, it takes us back to the darkest days of the 20th century, Nazi Germany and uh, the, the murder of people because of who they were. That's what's going on in Ukraine. Um, you know, and that, that's what tonight is about, at least for me, and I hope for many on the space. Uh, and it's about, you know, in a way, not in a way, but it's not even in a way, it is being in the face, putting ourselves in the face of these perpetrators, in the face of these murderers. We can speculate, you know, about what that clerk sitting in the embassy tonight is gonna to think, you know what? That clerk should be thinking, I'm a criminal and I'm working for criminals and I'm just as guilty as the rest of them. And that's what this is about. This is about taking it to the murderers, taking it to the war criminals and telling them we are not going to fucking forget this. This war will end one day. Ukraine will be victorious and there will be, there will be a rebuilding of that beautiful country. 
of of Mariupol and and, and Severodonetsk and the cities that have been taken and taken down. But they will pay. The Russians will pay, and war criminals will be brought to justice. We may not be able to articulate exactly how, when, where, but it's going to happen, and they will have to answer to the free world. They will have to answer to the justice, uh, just like just like the Nazi war criminals, just like others through history after after the the war in um, Serbian war and so on in, in Bosnia. These are war criminals, and war criminals don't don't get to to, to just end it and end the war. And, and go on. This is this, this, there's going to be hell to pay for this, and justice 100%. is going to be needed out. Hundred percent. You know, the world is a far less. Some people think the world's a worse place today than it's been, but it's, it's it's empirically not true. The world is a less racist place than it was in 1945, and it and and still to this day, hundred year old Nazis are being prosecuted. Um, the world can wait, Russia. They can they can starve you out. You're not going to escape justice or punishment. Ribbentrop, whoever is working there at the embassy, reports to Lavrov at the end of the day. Lavrov should know the name Ribbentrop and remember what happened to him. The Nuremberg trials didn't turn out so good. Um, and uh, yeah, David's 100% right. Uh, justice will come. There will be there will be people in, in the dock in The Hague. Donnie? Yeah, just a recommendation. If any, for anyone who uh, has a feeling and wants to come up, um, and um, speak truth to power, as uh, Yehuda says. I recommend um, writing something down. Uh, spend some time. Uh, open a Google Doc or what have you. Uh, you know, make your thoughts um, clear, and uh, maybe even pass it off to one of the guys here. Just DM them and say, "Hey, is this?" You know, and um, because you have a incredible opportunity to to speak directly to. Uh, you know, the dollar store Paris or what I like to call Moscow. Um, you know, um, this is an incredible opportunity and everyone should do as much as they can to um, uh, take, take the time and make it as powerful as they can. And um, even practice practice saying it out loud, just so it doesn't sound rehearsed. But <laughs> I know I say rehearse, rehearse, rehearse your not rehearsed speech. But, uh, you know, uh, take the time and uh, let's uh, let's get it right. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Looks like I'm getting some Russian troll messages that are being blocked by my special phone. You can't play with me, people. You can't play with me. Uh, hey, Yehuda and uh, Axel and Ben, is it? Would it be okay if I read off some of War Monitor's tweets in the last hour? Or um, yeah, question to to you. I guess you can begin and. Um... If if Yehuda doesn't like it, I'm sure he's gonna he will have no problem interrupting you. All right. Um, okay. So, starting about an hour ago, Ukrainian units have repelled an assault on Dolnia, Dolnia, um, Bilokorovka. Fighting is concentrated on the western side of the settlement. Ukrainian soldiers have successfully repelled offensive actions in the direction of Novrove. Sorry, no, I need to interrupt you. This calls for two uh, or three hip 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 hip. Hooray! Hip hip. Okay. Hooray! <laughs> Let me know if you want me to go on. Yeah, just go on. Let's finish it. I'll like start it. Um, Russian forces conducted assault operations on Spirne. They suffered significant losses and withdrew. Uh, Kherson occupiers continue to build defenses in occupied settlements. They know what's coming. Russian forces shelled Sloviansk heavily today out of the frustration of their limited progress to the north. Reportedly, Russian forces broke Ukrainian defenses just east of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, but Verknovkamyansk. Fighting continues around the outskirts. Uh, Russians launched another attack on Bohorodishne today. Every attack is the same strategy, yet they expect a different outcome. Yeah. Norwegian self-propelled guns, uh, M109A3GN, working constantly on the front line. Um, there there are big battles just north of Poloho, Polohi. And Russian units in Severodonsk are so badly damaged that so they badly can, damaged that they cannot rejoin the ongoing hostilities. And that is 
almost the end here. Um, I think the last couple here. Russian assaults on Berestov are being repelled. Defenders hold position. And yeah, that was the last one. This is from War Monitor's tweets, and I um, edited slightly. So thank you. Great. Um, Yehuda, do you think we might approach on the subject of um, Snake Island when you're speaking to uh, His Excellency, the Russian ambassador? Sorry, can you repeat that? Can we breach? Uh, broach and breach. Can we broach on um, Snake Island when we're talking to the Russian ambassador? Sure. Yeah, not a problem. We can uh, hold on a sec here. We can do that for sure. Just give me a minute. I need to take about five minutes here. We have a situation. I'm gonna make sure everything's good to go for tonight. Of course, of course. Um, so let's proceed. Uh, if you want to join and if you want to contribute any thought or ideas to the um, to the ongoing special military operation, uh, you are more than welcome. Uh, I'm especially talking to our American friends who always amaze me with their level of articulateness. Well, how articulate they are, um, and yeah. You do talking like no one else. Um, so please come contribute. Mari, uh, I'm happy to see you here. Um, I, I was told to extend an apology to you, so I will do that. Right, just that. I uh, mistook um, Kazakhstani for Kazakh, and um, I was told it was uh, every bit as bad as mistaking Azeri and Azerbaijani. So there you are, my excuses to you. And if you want to come up and contribute to something actually smart to say, uh, you're more than welcome. Adrian, are you still here? Yep. Okay, can I get your, can I get your second best idea? My second best idea, I was think, thinking, uh, I think maybe um, uh, so many put it so eloquently, so I'm sure there'll be someone around uh, who, We'll able to do this, but I think um, just like a short description of the behavior of the ordinary Russian soldier, uh, of his uh, incessant need to loot and take everything, his uh, immense surprise that Ukrainians actually have toilets in their houses, the fact that uh, because he doesn't have a toilet in the in his house back home in Russia, he. Uh, exerts his bodily needs in the homes of Ukrainians and uh, smears this outcome on the walls with the letter Z. Uh, there's pictures of that online. I remembered it recently. Uh, just so people can understand that uh, the Russian soldier is not part of a army of the 21st century, maybe the 17th, 16th century, maybe earlier. Who knows? Yeah. That's a very good idea. Although, um, again, to American friends, to, to keep the um, theme of the day, is there any declaration or list, you know, something of an uh, official nature that you think would be uh, worthy to be, to be read out loud? I'm thinking potentially the list of the people who did vote, oh, not the people, the countries who voted uh, to um, blame Russia in the UN, just to remind them how isolated they are. I mean, I'm sure they're having a lot of fun with Syria and Eritrea, but yeah, it gets lonely quickly. So again, any idea? Oh, here's Maddie and Battle Moose. Um, right. So um, Maddie, you're more than welcome to chastise me and tell me what is the proper way of talking about the good people from Kazakhstan. Oh, no worries. We can talk about it a bit later. I just wanted to talk about the uh, special military operation that you have planned. I do have an idea of addressing them in Russian, actually, and asking them. Uh, they really like using that phrase, seal of pravde, which means uh, power and truth, and just asking them, if, if power is in truth, do they really think that they've got any power at all? Did you say parrot? Power. Oh, pirate. Power. 
Oh, power. Or uh, either what? either power or strength. That's that, that's a okay. closest track. Well, seeing Maddie is you're probably the only one that's fluent in Russian in the room. Well, with no. discernible Russian, uh, can you put something together and we'll we'll bring you up? Uh, it, it, I think it's a it's a quote from the movie Brat, right? Yeah, they they're using it extensively in their propaganda efforts. Yeah, uh, I would say and спасибо большое. That's I think that's a great idea. Although I don't think they're going to respond anything, so we we would have to we would have to find a quip for them. So then, why do you think they're using it? Oh, then we can just say, if power is in truth, then they've got no power. Okay, uh, I want 10,000 bumper stickers uh, printed with this. If power is in truth, then they have no power. That's beautiful. I might cry about it, and I'm drunk enough to cry. Ben uh, and Madi, thanks for sharing that. I didn't know they, I know the phrase, but I didn't know they used it in propaganda. Can I just point out and express... Uh, my eternal uh, amazement at the Russians' ability to use double speak and actually say the exact opposite of what they actually represent. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it is it Russian or is it something that's common to any dictatorship? You know, the whole the the, the good old uh, powers. No, what was it? Lies, truth, and freedom is slavery, or something like that. Yeah, 1984. 1984, exactly. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, but it was actually a question. Is it Russian or is it dictatorship? Mari, you're smart enough to talk about it. And Adrian, you're, you're sensitive mm-hmm. enough to talk about it. And ah, thank you. Done. Thank you, Ben. Very sweet of you. You're looking for some more, just not to say smart. No, I, we, you, you bring amazing stuff mm-hmm. to, the, to, the, to the space. And... But I mean, let's be honest. No one can no one can fight Maddie when it comes to smarts. So, you bring something else. You bring sensitivity. Oh, that's so sweet. Let's go yeah, to the that's... moose. Let's go to the moose. Absolutely. Sorry, you are too high for me. Go ahead, better moose. Oh, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you for having me this evening. And I'm I'm I had a thought. Maybe um maybe we should start reading out the articles of the Geneva Convention, as as this is going on. I mean, we could do that, and that's good too. But I, I really think when when we have our friends on the ground, we're going to be having literally like a normal Walter report where we speak about, you know, I think more importantly the war crimes, as David was saying. And I don't know if we want to read them out because we can talk about them directly. I think that would be possibly more effective uh, for this time around, right? Not to poo-poo the idea there. You you totally poo-pooed that. Sorry. You know what I mean, right? Gonna, and, and, yeah, I, I, I know you have zero regrets about it. Zero. Like, almost none. No, no. no hold on. No, none. I had to think about it. Oh, you know, I love the battle moves. Uh, John Spencer's here. Uh, should we tell him the story? Does he know what's going on? Does he know that Walter Report is going live on YouTubes and Twitter spaces um, from the Russian embassy? And we're going to be doing a slideshow courtesy of Walter Report and Ben Witches and uh, other cool people. Um, and we're we'll going to go we're going to be going to other places as well uh, in Washington uh, the District of Columbia. Hold up, I missed, I missed everything after going live. Say again all. We're going live from a certain diplomatic mission in Washington, D.C. which will have a YouTube live stream uh, where we will be uh, our Walter report, report will be voiced over on uh, uh, on projectors and uh, on a certain building in Washington, and we will be um, t- talking about Russian war crimes, and, uh, and then we're going to do a little drive to a certain house of someone, and we're going to say it over there too, uh, because we we obviously know they're celebrating uh, Independence Day uh, on a Sunday night barbecue somewhere. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, John. Of course, you do this when I'm leaving country, and I think you're probably doing it with with our friend Alex. Alex Vinman and uh, Benjamin Witters. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a regular party, and it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. And uh, we are going to speak truth to power. Uh, literally, uh, we will be uh, letting letting the staff that is there know exactly what. Uh, this wide variety of people in the Walter Report 
we have farmers and truck drivers and clerks and doctors and lawyers and military and everyone in between and left and right of center um the one thing that unites us is our support for ukraine and for the support of the defense of freedom for the support of ukraine's territorial integrity uh we are we're gonna you know show them that we're not not a rabble rouser group of you know cookie cutter individuals we're all diverse and unique people uh who see russia for what it is and that is a uh uh, a terrorist state that is bent on destroying the lives of Ukrainian people and with it, the hope of freedom. And we can't let that go unnoticed and we're not going to let that pass. So we we're just talking about what we could say while we're being projected live onto the embassy and, and other places in, in Washington. We want the world to know uh, and we will let the Russians know that if they thought their information war was really good, uh, they're wrong. Because our information war, an information war of the willing, of the educated, of the open-minded, we will win because we will continuously uh, speak the truth. We will find the facts. We will analyze them. And all they can do is spread misinformation and doublespeak. At the end of the day, the truth will prevail. Sounds like a plan. All I heard was poo-poo when I got on, though. Yes, sorry. Or we could just read the Geneva Conventions. That's what Battle Moose wanted to do. I don't uh, I don't know. Just kidding, Battle Moose. I say read the Bucha victim's name, but say Bucha in front of every name, and just put that on stream. You know what? That's a great idea, to be honest with you. Or other places like Mariupol, Bucha, and just say the name and the location. No, Definitely. Definitely, and you know we can incorporate all of that. Maybe do one of the Geneva Conventions, the main one, a battle loose. Get that one ready, and then uh, from there, uh, spread off into uh, the names of victims, and uh, and then we can show them what free and democratic people, free and democratic peoples, do on our spare time. We don't uh, immerse us or immerse ourselves in a bubble. Uh, we're not sycophants. We're educated people who believe in what we say, and we're going to support our governments, and we're going to scream it from the tops of the tallest mountains that uh, we do not recognize Russia's behavior and the quality of nations. We will not accept it, and we will do everything. We will lobby our governments to send HIMARS and attack and everything that Ukraine needs to remove Russia from its territory. I think it's important. I think it's a unique opportunity, so... Thank you for that, and thanks for being here. Battle Moose, you there? Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of stuff in the back end. Okay, you don't hate me, right? Uh, pity. It goes up and down. Yeah, wait, uh, come see, come saw. <laughs> Can we call the question on that last question, Yehuda? Yeah, so that just for everyone, that's what we call calf French. Uh, I think Battle Moose knows what I mean. That's uh, when you join the Canadian forces and they want you to learn French. They take you and drop you off in this place called lovely Ungava Bay. And they tell you, uh, learn French or you don't eat. That works. Come see, come see. Yeah, Ben. Um, yeah, just a sobering thought. Even if we only allocated two seconds to every name of every person um, that has been lost to the Russian invasion, it would take her. It would take us well over uh, an hour to say to 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 just speak them out. It's over to children. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's serious stuff here. I think uh, you know maybe maybe the the preamble to the Geneva Conventions with respect to war crimes. Actually, that's not such a bad idea if we read that first one out. And then we set the tone, and we just go into the the legal background, and uh, and, and and make it very clear um, to the Russian uh, entity. Uh, we're getting a lot of questions as to what exactly is going on. I think closer to the next, uh, I think in about fifty minutes, we're going to be good to go. But in case you haven't heard, uh, you might want to Google the Russian embassy in Washington. Start with that. For those who are asking me, uh, for those who are in Washington D.C. Uh, definitely worth your time. Maddie, go ahead. I get a suggestion from one of the listeners. I think Zara is here. Uh, she suggested that we read the witness accounts of the rape survivors. Uh, it was published on Europe Maidan Press. Yeah, well, it's, uh, definitely. We don't have organized this right now. 
I think, um, but we need to collect these for sure. And uh, Axel or Ben take over for a bit. I got to speak to our friends on the ground and just try to coordinate some stuff. So I will be back, but I'll be on mute. I don't actually have a copy of the Geneva Convention. And uh, I don't care for the summaries that they have online. Is uh, is uh, Colonel Spencer still on here? Because uh, usually in your leadership handbook, it's the uh, it's the first couple pages. Sorry, I'm just talking him offline. He's off. He's uh, on a f- he's boarding a plane right now. But we will talk to him soon, hopefully. Do you have an example of the Geneva Convention? That's well, weird because in France, we any soldier has it. But I guess we take surrendering a lot more seriously than you do. Oh, I was so going to say that. I'm sorry, Ben. Oh. Uh, Touche. Uh, I've been out for seven years. I, I really didn't think I was going to uh, uh, require them any time after I've released. Um, I appreciate everyone who's sending me emails, uh, well, messages about the work mm-hmm. of the worst. But- Please stop. It's it's really it's really tough to read all this in one go. Thanks. Anyway, people, uh, we're still looking for great ideas uh, about things to to tell the um, the Russian ambassador, um, even to those who have not contributed much to the space or never contributed to the space. We're really happy to take any suggestion. Uh, you know, the power of the crowd. Uh, you may be the one who has the great idea. I'm reading all my DMs at the moment. Um, so please contribute. Any thought, any idea could be could be the one that, you know, gets us through, if nothing else, to, to the cover of the Washington Post tomorrow or the New York Times or something along those lines. Um, um, yeah. We do have a list already of very decent topics. Ricardo has uh, made con- condensed the list world support, military support from 40 countries, war crimes, stealing of grain, steel, global food insecurity, propaganda, Russian military failures. We do have a big list. We just want to get people in, I think, and just uh, let's really let's really blow it out of the water and show uh, show the world the um, the effects of uh, of social media when it's harnessed for good. Uh, we are going to. Uh, show, you know, as you said, the Washington Post or whoever's there, CNN, that uh, that we're, we're not bots, we're not a troll farm, we're an organic group of tens of thousands of people, and, you know, tens of thousands of unique listeners, not all at the same time, but different times of the day, and we are here, and we are, uh, well, we know we're on to Russia, and their lies don't fool us, and we will... You know, our one of our voices here is worth a thousand of these Twitter bots, or ten thousand. We're quite powerful in this group because we're actually real people with real lives and real concerns. Yet we're here. We could be a lot of different places, but we're here. We could be enjoying our families, but we're here. You know, not mothers-in-law, but whatever other family members, but we're here. So uh, I you think know. that's yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Would it be helpful to quickly summarize the four classes of crimes that? Um, sure, go for it. I mean, I don't want to, you know, but it might be helpful just to sort of organize this. So under yes. the Nuremberg, under the Nuremberg, uh, 1950 principle four, you've got three crimes: crimes of aggression, crimes against peace, war crimes, and crimes against humanity. And then there's the Rome Statute, 1998, which added the crime of genocide. So quickly summarizing, crimes of aggression and crimes against peace. And uh, so many of these applied. So planning, this is the way it reads, planning, preparation, initiation, or execution by a person in a position effectively to exercise control or to direct the political or military action of the state, an act of aggression, which by its character, gravity, and scale constitutes a manifest violation of the Charter of the United Nations. So invasion or attack by one state against another, uh, military occupation, um, bombardment, which is clear here, blockade, an attack of the uh, an attack of the armed forces of a state on the land, sea or air forces or marine um, fleet against the fleets of another, uh, the action of a state 
allowing its territory, which is placed at the disposal of another to be used by that other state for perpetrating an act of aggression, that's Belarus, is clearly guilty of that. Um, sending by or on behalf of the state armed bands, groups, irregulars, mercenaries. So we think of the mercenaries that were sent in early to exterminate President Zelensky and, and those the other mercenaries that have been fighting. So those are crimes of aggression, genocide, crimes of genocide. Any of the following that I'm going to read now, um, following acts committed with the intent to destroy in whole or in part a national eth eth ethnical racial or religious group such as the following killing members of the group causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part forcibly transferring children of the group to another group so reading these i just it's chilling because these are all applicable crimes against humanity these include murder extermination enslavement, deportation, or forcible transfer of population, imprisonment, uh, or other severe deprivation of physical liberty in violation of fundamental rules of international law, torture, rape, sexual slavery, enforced prostitution, forced pregnancy, enforced sterilization, or any other form of sexual violence of comparable gravity, persecution against any identifiable group, collectively, political, racial, uh, racial, national, ethnic, cultural, religious, gender is defined in, oh, I'm not going to get into the technicalities. There are other grounds that are universally recognized as impermissible under international law in connection with any of the referenced acts um, that I've just gone over or any crime within the jurisdiction of the international court. Enforced disappearance of persons, other inhumane acts of similar character. So just going over these and then war crimes, we've got 23 of the 26 listed war crimes that we have Russia has committed, attacking civilians, attacking civilian objects, attacking humanitarian assistance or peacekeeping missions, attacking knowing it will lead to civilian casualties or environmental harm excessive to military objectives, attacking undefended settlements, killing surrendered combatants, improper use of flags or truce or Geneva emblems, such as the Red Cross, transfer of population or deportation of occupied civilian populations, attacking civil buildings, houses of worship, schools, hospitals, physical mutilation or experimentation on prisoners, declaring no quarter, meaning no place to be safe, destroying or seizing property, abolishing or suspending rights of individuals, compelling individuals of, other, of the other side to be combatants, pillaging, poisoning, indiscriminate weapons, causing unnecessary suffering, committing outrageous outrages of dignity, humili humiliating, degrading treatment, sexual violence, rape, and forced prostitution, forced impregnation, impregnation or sterilization, civilians as human shields, attacking medical buildings, transport and personnel using Geneva emblems, emblems, starvation of civilians, impeding relief supplies, conscripting children. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> You read this and it sounds like the newspaper. I'm not trying to be funny here. This is this is this is what's going on. And they are the Russians, Putin and his hench people are guilty of most, if not all of these wars uh, and crimes against humanity and genocide. And this is what we need to be reminding the Russians of tonight. It's truth to power. They have they have no defense against against 99 percent of what I've just read out. It's just chilling to even read.